Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It's Monday. We're starting a new week and... Moving on in the book of Galatians. I'm so excited to be talking about Galatians. love Galatians chapter 3. I know we're going to dip our toe in the waters of Galatians chapter 3 today. Uh, but <laughs> How I many different ways what? can you say we're going to read Galatians 3? I got my Go Juice here. Awesome. In my I Heart Wednesdays mug. There you go. Given to me by a great friend. and He's uh, a good friend. Yeah. Sound engineer, <laughs> director, co-host extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm just really excited to get going today. Yeah, let's do it. So we're in Galatians 3. We're going to do something. I want to do something a little different because I really want to talk about verse 1. Sure. But to talk about verse 1. Just just dip our toe in chapter 3. Just verse 1. Just verse (laughs) 1. To talk about verse 1, I think we need to back up and and reread a little bit of chapter 2. All right. So I'm going to start in chapter 2, verse 20, and read through chapter 3, verse 1. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh... I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. All right. Toe is dipped. The toe is dipped. We actually did technically read one verse (laughs) of Galatians chapter From the English Standard Version, in case I forgot to say that. That's exactly right. Um, So here is the Apostle Paul. As chapter 2 ends, we were getting some of this explanation and actually rebuke to the Apostle Peter, uh, who had come into Antioch and Barnabas had been swept away with a hypocrisy, the Apostle Paul said, for uh, capitulating to Judaism, perhaps in his practice, showing a distinction, and and that it would lessen the gospel uh, in the eyes of the Gentiles, perhaps lend some credence uh, to some of these uh, other ideas of that we have called Judaizing uh, in our in our reading so far, and so it has to be corrected, and bringing it to this head of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And we cannot go back on the gospel. We cannot change the gospel. And particularly to change the gospel in lieu of Torah observance and keeping the law of Moses, because Christ would have died in vain. And then as we get into chapter 3 and verse 1, he says that these Galatians are foolish, the New King James says, oh foolish Galatians, that they are even bewitched even though he had told them, of course Christ was crucified. We declared and made known to you the crucifixion of Christ. And so it goes together. It's not in vain. It's not futile that Christ is crucified. It is foundational to the one rescuing gospel. Here's some interesting things, just uh, grammatically, literarily. This word for bewitched has a connotation of like... The, cast the evil eye, the evil eye, yeah, kind of I read the evil about eye, and then he turns around and says, "Before your eyes, mm-hmm. Jesus was publicly proclaimed as crucified." And so there's kind of this play on words that look, I, I, I set before your eyes the mm-hmm. crucified Jesus, mm-hmm. and so, so now somebody has bewitched you. Somebody's given you the evil Some eye, troubled the eyes. Something has troubled the eyes, and, mm-hmm. you, you, and really, what he's saying in the context. Here's my understanding: 
that look, Galatians, you need to think this through. And I think that's the con- that's the yeah. context and connotation of his foolish Galatians. He's not he's not calling them what Jesus says we're not supposed to call people back in the Sermon on the Mount. Right. He's look, you guys, you need to think this through. You're not thinking through clearly. You you need to think this through because you accepted a gospel that said Jesus needs to die. Mm-hmm. And accepting a gospel that says Jesus needs to die says that whatever came before Jesus wasn't working. Yeah. Whatever came before Jesus was not accomplishing salvation and justification, because if it was, mm-hmm. then Jesus would not need to die. That's right. I publicly set before you, I proclaimed, and this word here even has the idea, it's almost like like a billboard or a placard. Oh, okay. And it's, it's this issue of it's... It, it, it's like I placarded it. Mm. It's it's the same thing that happened when uh, Pilate nailed the words above Jesus. He put on public display king of the Jews. Right. Paul is saying, I put on public display. It's like I put it on a billboard. It's like I put it you know, on a poster mm-hmm. and hung it up, and you guys all saw it. You, you saw Jesus crucified through this teaching, mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. teaching. That's how public and intense it was. You accepted that. Which means you accepted that what became before it didn't work. Why yeah. are you now going to the thing that at that moment you were pointing out didn't work? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like saying, all right, A doesn't work. B works. And responding with, oh, so for B to work, I need to sprinkle some A in it. That just, yeah. that just that's, that no. makes no sense. He says, Galatians, you guys are being very foolish here. You need to think this through. So foolish and i agree i think you make a fair point he is not cursing them in some way calling them fools in a, in a golly awful way but highlighting mm-hmm. that uh, there is a nonsense element yeah to the course that you're pursuing now an ignorant uneducated foolish manner yeah uh and so often foolishness is contrasted with wisdom and it puts me in mind that the apostle in his preaching the gospel and placarding uh, the crucifixion of Christ, he did face detractors on that. In fact, people who saw the cross and preaching Christ was actually foolishness. That That's one of the things that, that gospel preachers like Paul were charged with. You're teaching something that makes no sense. This is foolishness. This is nonsense. We want wisdom. Here that's turned around a little bit, that if you are forsaking the doctrine and the truth of a crucified Christ, that's where the nonsense is. That's where the foolishness is. Let's go back to Acts chapter 13 and remember what the Galatians actually witnessed when Paul preached. They actually witnessed Jewish teachers coming along with Paul there, uh, persecuting him stoning him at each city there in Galatia it got worse and worse and worse as the unbelieving Jews mm-hmm. came in and were upset at him were opposing him were teaching against him so this is not like oh um wow okay we didn't understand the nuance here they actually saw the opposition between Paul teaching mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Jews the, claiming you needed yeah, to follow the, the law. The synagogue Jews. They actually saw that opposition. Yeah. And they chose, the Christians did, 
to side with Paul, to side with the gospel, as opposed to those who were claiming right. law. In fact, in Acts chapter 13 and verse 38, as Paul was preaching, let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Sure. Now, that was a sermon that Paul actually preached to Jews mm-hmm. there in the synagogue in one of the southern Galatian towns. Right. And lots of folks liked it, but when he came back and Gentiles started listening, the Jews got upset right. and drove him away. Mm-hmm. So the the Gentiles who accepted and the Jews who accepted, right. they heard Paul preach, this is the, the law doesn't free you. Mm-hmm. The law doesn't work. What you need is Jesus. And mm-hmm. they accepted that. And now someone else has come along and said, well, that's right. The law doesn't work. You need Jesus, but you also need the law. You need the laws. What, well. what, what, what? That, yeah. that, that just does not make any yeah. sense. It's like, you know, they've said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul and those guys were wrong. Both those guys were wrong. What you need is both of them. So yes, the, the Jews who were persecuting Paul, they were wrong because you need Jesus. But when Paul was here before, he was wrong because you also need the law. We need both. And Paul's just highlighting, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. You accepted Jesus because you accepted the law would not justify you and set you free. Why do you think Jesus is now going to set you free more by adding in the thing that didn't work and that you believed didn't work? This issue that they're having, it it makes me thankful uh, that we have the vantage point we do today, that we have all of the revealed scriptures written and together, um, that we are able to see quite clearly the the layout of God's plan of salvation and the culmination in the cross, so that hopefully we don't make the same kinds of mistakes that have to be addressed. Um, you know, this a corrupting of the gospel, a taking of some other system and mixing it in. But it, it does occur to me that the simplicity and the power of the cross was was something that people struggled with, in particular early on. They struggled with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you gonna well, I was saying? just going to say I, to me that, that part of the challenge is echoed in in the writings in First Corinthians. You know, in in First Corinthians chapter one and verse twenty, there was there was trouble accepting that this is God's wisdom, this is God's plan. It just seems like foolishness to men. In First uh, Corinthians one twenty, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, the weakness of God is stronger than men. Here is the power of the gospel. The wisdom of God is in Christ crucified, is in this crucified and ultimately resurrected Messiah. No, it's not the way that men would have conceived to bring about salvation at all times, but it is God's will. It is God's plan. And the apostle sets both, I think, Corinthians and certainly Galatians on guard. Don't tamper with it, but understand and hold up placard Christ crucified. And as he goes on there in 1 Corinthians, he gets to chapter 2 and verse 2 where he says, that's why I decided when I was among you 
I was going to do, I was going to present nothing but Christ crucified. He said, I'm not going to come to you in oratory and rhetoric and all these things that, that make other speakers today heard and listened to. He said, I was just going to bring Jesus Christ and him crucified because that's the power. And here in Galatians three, that's, that's one of the things that really stands out to me is that Paul said when he was among the Galatians, what was he placarding? What was he promoting? What was he putting out before them like a billboard? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is the center of the message. And that's the center of the preaching. And honestly, when I'm saying preaching here, I really don't mean sermons, though it would include sermons. I mean just our proclamation, our, our conversation with people mm-hmm. about salvation and justification. At the heart of it is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, we, we need to understand that the power is the message, not the messenger. Mm-hmm. And so the... Yeah, if the content so if, true if the content is right the packaging uh, it, it, look i'm not i'm not saying people dismiss packaging but what matters most is the content right what matters most is the content and and if the central message is jesus christ and him crucified we need to remember the goal is what only a crucified Christ can accomplish. Mm-hmm. We don't need a self-help gospel. Jesus didn't die so we could lose weight and make money and uh, you know live in nice houses. Jesus didn't die so we could have a better retirement or start a nonprofit or grow a business. He died because we need our sins forgiven. And mm-hmm. the crucified Christ can accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that we have to keep in mind. So as we dip our toe into Galatians 3, just even this first week, we are reminded about the primacy of the cross, the crucified Christ, the power of the gospel, his death for our sins, and his resurrection. We're so glad that you've joined us for the conversation today. Throughout the week, we'll be going through Galatians chapter 3, and we want you to join us for each episode. Join in on the discussion at the Facebook group or send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for giving us good ratings on the podcast and sharing it with friends. We appreciate so much. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus and for the cross. Help us, Father, to weigh and measure our understanding of the gospel, certainly our preaching of it, our proclamation, whether in formal sermons or the interactions of our lives as we seek to be disciples, that nothing supplants, nothing surpasses the cross. Jesus died for us. Our sins was buried, and he rose again the third day, all according to the scriptures, according to your plan. And Father, we want your plan and no substitutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.